Welcome. So good to be with you on this Wednesday as we get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time. And I'm so glad that you've taken some time out of your day to join us to do just that and to dig into God's Word. It's always good to do that and hopefully to be, as I say each and every week, to be uplifted and, and encouraged and enlightened, maybe even a little bit challenged as well by what God has to say to us. And uh, for those of you who uh, do not live in Michigan, maybe you live somewhere else, or if you do, you're experiencing this as well. You may see some white stuff on the uh, on the grass behind me. Had a little snow yesterday and uh, feels like winter, uh, although I think we're going to not quite get there this week, but um, it's it's coming at some point. But uh, at any rate, we're glad that you are with us today. You know, there are two, <clears throat> pretty much two emotions that dominate our culture more than any other, especially over the past few years uh, since COVID and 2020 and all the things that have come out of that, and, and even the, the news media and, and a lot of things that have had a uh, maybe not come out of that that time period specifically, but have amped up during this this last couple of years. But those two emotions that dominate more than any other in our culture are fear and anxiety. Uh, these emotions are the one two kind of punch to the gut that so many in our world today, especially in our American culture, feel. And it's interesting as we talk about these things on November first. You know, thinking about Halloween, which was celebrated yesterday. How many costumes and um, and and things surrounding this this holiday uh, are all about fear, you know, and 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 scary things. And yet, those two things are what dominate. Those two emotions probably dominate our. Our, our culture more than any other. It's just kind of ironic to me. And, and in the midst of this this culture that's dominated by fear and anxiety, uh, the health of our families, our churches, uh, our kids have been profoundly impacted by these emotions uh, as well. Of course, we all face a, a normal level of of questions and and unknowns and uncertainties. But these last few years, in particular, have delivered just this this onslaught of confusion and uncertainty. And thankfully, God knows how easy it is for us to be fearful and and anxious and worried. And He's given us everything we need to navigate these times as successfully as we can in this world. Fear is not a new thing, right? You know, the, the, the things that we've experienced over the last few years, may, maybe they're unique to this time, but fear in and of itself, anxiety in and of itself is not new. The word fear shows up over 300 times in God's word, and the word afraid appears almost 200 times. That's over 500 times or around 500 times total for those two words. And so how does God address our fears? What, what is his solution to this ongoing and universal problem? Well, the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. He says, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. I love those four words, and that's so important, I think. The Lord is near. So don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. It doesn't make sense to this world around us, but God's peace will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God's solution to our fear and anxiety is peace, his peace. And I know that sounds simple, but it truly is the the problem solver to our issues of fear and anxiety. That word peace is found in the Bible over 250 times. And we can find this peace, here's the beautiful part, any, at any moment and in any situation through the person and presence of the Holy Spirit. God's presence brings 
peace. And if you have kids, especially young kids, then then for, for us parents, you, you've most definitely seen this principle of, of presence equals peace in action. You know, when your kids get scared by something, my kids included, a TV show or a movie or a story or a storm or whatever it may be, their solution is almost always what? To be in the presence of mom or dad or a lot of times both, right? They want to snuggle. They want to hug. They want to curl up. They just want to be near us as parents or caregivers. It's never really about the words you say, but simply that you're there to offer security and peace to your child through your presence. And God, as our Father, offers us His peace through the presence of His Holy Spirit. Jesus tells His disciples at the end of His ministry this powerful truth about presence equaling peace. He says to them, to to His disciples and to us as well, in John chapter 14, verses 25 through 27, All of this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, or as he's often uh, also translated as the, the, the comforter, or even the encouragers, actually the, the root word comes from the, the word to encourage, uh, the Holy Spirit, the, all of those things. That's what the Holy Spirit desires to do. Whom the Father will send in my name, Jesus says, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Then he says this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. And I don't give to you as the world gives. I, I don't give some, some, some fake measure of peace or maybe a, a, a distraction or a, a pulling away of our circumstances. No, the peace that I give, it goes beyond those things. As Paul says, it goes beyond understanding, right? And so get, do not let your hearts be troubled, Jesus says, and do not be afraid. You don't have to allow fear and anxiety to rule because God desires to give us his peace. And so in this world full of chaos and confusion and uncertainty, that's why we must daily commit to surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. If you want peace in any situation and every situation, it doesn't mean that peace doesn't mean the absence of conflict, okay? Just to, to be clear, right? So it doesn't mean that, that everything's just going to go away and everything's going to be kumbaya, but if you want peace, and, and, in other words, the ability to rise above and have a peace that transcends what it is that you're going through. If you want peace in your life and in your relationships, then you must walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes about the connection between the Holy Spirit and peace. He says this in Romans chapter 8, verse 6, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by uh, the, the Spirit is life. And peace. He says a little bit later in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not a matter of just, you know, everything going good and, and it's roses, all that. Here's what the kingdom of God is about. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit or by the Holy Spirit. And then as he says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, a passage that many of us are probably familiar with, the fruits of the Spirit. He says this, but the fruit of the Spirit Here's what it looks like. It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, it's kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of those things come as a result of walking in step with the Spirit. And so real peace, including all those other things, real peace in particular, comes from surrendering, surrendering our worries and our anxieties and our circumstances and our situations to the power and the presence of God through the leadership and guidance of his Holy Spirit. By faith, we must trust God and not try to fix things in our own strength or our own power. 
That solution only leads to more fear and more anxiety. But when we realize that his presence equals peace, and when we experience that reality, it changes our hearts and our minds. Listen, walking by faith and trust doesn't stop bad things from happening. It doesn't mean we're never going to experience those things. But instead, it changes us. And it changes how we see those things so that we're not dominated or controlled by fear and anxiety, but rather we experience the life-changing peace that only God, through His Spirit, can give. Hope you have a blessed day. God bless.